Before we get going this week, I thought I'd just remind you that I'm a certified business strategist who's been in property for over 25 years. I know my clients shortcut their success by being laser focused through strategy and mentoring, as no one business model fits us all because funding, geography, skill set, it all plays a part in deciding what works for you. Getting it wrong can definitely damage your wealth. If you're serious about property, then your first step is a call with me. Nothing more difficult than following the link in the show notes to book it. This is the Property Solopreneur podcast and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Property Solopreneur. And it's that time of year again. It's not obvious, but it is the time when all of us should be talking about our rent increases. Why do we do them? When do we do them? How do we do them? And why we sometimes we shouldn't do them at all? Because sometimes it's not right. But rents are really important. Yet I think they're the most overlooked bits of the whole property investment story. Why? Because they're something that just happens. Rents burble along. The most we have to do is just make sure it's gone into the bank account. We don't really think about them, but we should. We should think about them at least once a year. Why? Because it's your reoccurring income. You hear lots in the property world about reoccurring income, and the most obvious is rents. But why is it some of us just can't get to the grips with the concept of putting rents up? I think if you're good enough to find a property that is really going to work for you, you should be able to get your head around putting the rents up. You know, rents, that's what pays your mortgage, the bills, the tax, and the lovely little bit that's left over and is your income. So yes, it is important, isn't it? And I think it's the twin of ensuring that the rent is collected. If you've got both those things right, then you've got the back rod of a very successful long-term portfolio. Get your rents wrong. And what are you actually doing? Now, no blanket decisions here. I think that every single portfolio in whatever part of the country is different. So what I'm talking about in Stoke in principle is correct, but may not work entirely, say, if you're in London, Bristol or Edinburgh. I'm often talking to friends in Bristol and they're amazed that sometimes we have no increases or we might be in a stagnant market. Stagnant market? What's that to them? No idea. So it does make a difference. And if you're new to all of this and you've got one property or you're in the process of of actually getting your first property up and running, you're probably wondering why I'm mentioning it at all, because it's so very obvious to you. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But we all forget it. You know, when you're doing a property, you find it, you've done the sums, you know the rental and the resale values, blah de blah de blah de. You know, there's nothing you don't know about that property. But if you stay in this game long enough, you'll move on to the next one. And that becomes your current interest. And then the next one comes along. And before you know it, you've got multiples on the go. And just to make things interesting, you might even have a little dabble in something like a new build just for fun. So you know, your rents on properties that you did 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago 
may completely fall off your radar. And trust me, we're all property solopreneurs. So repetitive work and desk bound, we are not. You know, we don't get leaping from our beds in the morning going, oh, I must just play with a spreadsheet. You'd have been an accountant if you want to do that. No, you're bricks and mortar. You're out there pacing the ground. But this is just as important as any of this, if not more. You know, Lots of new, exciting stuff are whirling around our property heads at any moment. But ever, ever so often, we've just got to quieten those, we must buy something new and just think, what have I got? What can I increase in value just by doing a little tiny tweak? That's where the clever stuff all lies. So we need to make sure that every year we do a rent review. And notice I call it a review, not just a rent increase, because it's a much more balanced phrase. And I've just found over the years that if I call it a review, I mean, I know it's going to go up. And actually, in the heart of hearts, the tenants know it's going to go up. It just sounds a lot more balanced, doesn't it? As if I'm not plucking a figure out of thin air, which incidentally you shouldn't be. So, you know, that is one of the reasons we've got to do it. And I am also talking about my little humble amounts. You know, at Stoke-on-Trent, I've got lots of 420s, 475s, 500s, not the huge rents that some of the London or Edinburgh rents can be, but the principle is absolutely the same. And my 420 rents, you know, for some people that may seem very unexciting, very unremarkable. In fact, not earth moving at all. And some people will go, why bother? But you know, I don't just have one of those, nor do other people I know who invest in those sorts of areas. Because just think how much 10 of those will bring in. And I haven't had to spend much to get that income or 20 of those. You know, when you start to get multiples, it's over a hundred grand a year. And are you still uninterested if you were to be told you had repetitive income of over a hundred grand a year? I would suggest you would go, I'll be all over that, quite rightly. So that is one of the reasons it really matters. Now, I saw this for myself. I've got a friend who started in property about the same time as me, and he was really good at finding them. He, he knew exactly how many he wanted. He bought his four. That's all he needed did them up to a good standard. They're on repayment mortgages, so they're almost at their end now because he's had them for nearly 20 years. But he has never, ever raised his rents. He just can't get his head around them. It's really weird. It's a little money block he's got. Now, I bought a client property, a few properties down from his on the same street. They're both 1970s, end of terraced houses. Absolutely nothing exciting about them, except they really, really rent out well. Now, my client gets 575 a month for his. And my friend gets 450. Now, that doesn't sound like a huge difference, but it is over a year. And it's an even worse problem when you realize that he's owned it for what I say, 20 years, and he's never put the rents up. So how much money has he left on the table year in, year out? Think about it. Work it out how it pertains to you if you'd done the same. Mm, Not good, is it? That's why you need to make sure you put your rents up. Because property portfolios are a business, aren't they? None of us are in this for a hobby. We spend a lot of time and effort. We want to be rewarded. And rents are our reward for making sure we've got the right people in the right place and the right property. Now, we know perfectly well that all businesses are at some point, either in the growth stage, going through consolidation, or in the maintenance, low effort, cash cow stage. Now, it's that last one, the cash cow stage, that is at the most danger because you've forgotten all about it. And you can't get a cash cow unless you make sure that it's really working properly. So you've got to look at every single property separately and work out where you are 
in your property growth, how long you've had the portfolio and all the other stuff that you're doing. How does it all fit together? That's what makes it so exciting. Are you as excited as me? Because actually, it does sound terribly dull, doesn't it? But actually, it's not. Not when you work out how much more money you're going to be getting in next year. Oh, and of course, the downsides of that. You need to make sure that you're putting aside that little bit for the tax man because you will have increased your profits. So don't forget to tweak on both sides. It's all part of running a business and that should really light you up because that's what we're all in it for. You know, frankly, why did you spend all that effort sourcing this amazing gem if you don't keep it earning its keep? So there are some reasons why the rents don't go up and we can all quote one now. We've had COVID and we weren't allowed to. That's fine, but you can't now just continue that way. And there is another reason sometimes why you can't raise your rents. And it may be nothing to do with you. I had a lovely property. I still have it, actually. Did really, really well. And then suddenly, when it went void, I just could not fill it. You know, No one wanted to view it. And the agent said to me that I needed to drop it. Well, that was against all my best sort of you know feelings about this. Drop it? Why? It turned out the local pub had suddenly become very antisocial. It had an amazing car park where all the youth of the area were doing donuts, I think they call them, and, you know, and having a lovely time hanging out, making a frantic row. And suddenly it was slapped with an antisocial behaviour tag in the local paper. And, oh, well, for a lot of reasons, all went horribly wrong. Well, the agent said to me, the property's fine, property's great, let's drop it the rents a little bit. Let's make a feeding frenzy out of it. I hadn't done this before, so I went along. It's always worth doing something once, isn't it? So I dropped it as he requested. Wow, what a difference. I had lots of people asking if they could rent it. And so therefore, we suddenly had a pool of people that we could choose the right person from. And yes, they went in at a slightly lower rate than normal. But yeah, they've been there ever since, and we're back to where they should be. So all was not lost in the long run. And that can sound to be a nightmare for those of you who are dependent on every single penny coming in. But it wasn't for me because I knew all my other properties had been pegged at the correct rent. They were all pulling their weights. Now, rents can't either be seen in isolation if you want to grow or pay down because that's your cash flow. That's what you need to be using. So your mortgages, if you've got them, they're not going to stay the same forever. They will go up at one point. I don't think that's a spoiler alert, frankly. I think that's just common sense. And it's a business, as I say, so you need to be future-proofing yourself. And why do I do it every year? Well, as I say, it's in my systems and my income generating streams. So actually, it's in my diary. It'll pop up next week and say, I've just done them actually, but it will pop up at some point in my system next year and say, next week, one whole day, you're doing this spreadsheet work. And I should get excited about it. But even more importantly, rent reviews are not just for me. They're also for the tenant. And I want my tenants to realise that rent rises are normal and it's part of their rental experience. They should expect to hear from me once a year about it. You know, I always, always send a letter out to my tenants, either through my agent or by myself, because I'm just tweaking them, you know, mentally dropping that little pebble into their minds. Rents are not set in stone. Remember that. Don't spend all your money. I'm going to be raising the rents at some point. And if I don't send that letter, and if I don't do my rent reviews, no matter how small, when I do desperately need to up the amount, I'm going to be seen as the bad guy, to use a phrase. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm just being a normal landlord. Well, 
One of the questions I get asked a lot is, how do we work it all out, this rent rise stuff? Well, we're all solopreneurs. So let's keep this really, really simple. Yeah, as I say, I spend one day a year looking at my whole portfolio. That's really fun. I really like that. It's spreadsheet day. And honestly, don't go, mm-hmm. it's fun because it's income generating. And that's why we're all doing this stuff income generating. We aren't just doing a hobby, as I keep saying, or doing something to keep us occupied during the day. Otherwise, I'd go off and play bridge or, you know, right, walk my dogs all the time. No, no, it's what we do to earn an income. And so figures don't get plucked out of the air. And I work out of all the rises on different percentages. I look and see what it means in pounds, shillings and pence, every single percentage rise for my single lets and for my rooms, for my HMOs. Now, inflation will have a bearing on what we use because that's starting to be seen, isn't it? This whole problem of inflation. And so therefore, if you're unsure about how to do this or what to do, may I suggest you go and Google the government website on exactly this. And they've already got every year, they they put out a paper on how much they think a reasonable rent increase is. Because you don't want to be seen as unreasonable if you get taken to court or people start to get difficult with you. Now, the other thing I do when I'm doing my rent reviews is I find out from my agents how much I would get for that house or room if I was going to rent it out freshly. Now, that's probably going to be quite a big difference. Now, it's not so that I can go, woo, I can raise these rents really high, sky high to keep up with what's going on around me. No, I just need to know what the market's doing. Is it going up? Is it stagnating? Is it going down? And that's a really useful thing for me to do. And it also means that if the rent is raised in the area really quite considerably, I know that I'm going to have to put quite a bit aside to make sure that when my properties come void, I can get them looking amazing to make sure that my rents leap up to the top amount straight away. It's really good. So, you know, it's a local indicator as what it's all doing. Now, when I've done all this number crunching, I make my decisions and I've got a few golden rules. As I say, number one, very simple. Every property gets a letter from me just to make sure that they know that they're going to get a letter from me. Rule two, it doesn't matter unless it's a year when I know I'm not allowed or cannot raise for a variety of reasons. There is going to be a rent rise, even if it's a stagnant year. And that's because I will quite often raise my rents as small as £2 per month. Now, many of you will be going, £2? £2? What's the point of £2? Well, quite a lot, actually. Over a large portfolio, that really can make quite a difference. Secondly, don't forget, I'm not talking city rents here. I'm talking very small rents. But the most important thing is that I don't want my rents to forget that they need to be able to pay my rent in full and on time. And next year, I'm going to be raising the rents and again the year after that. And next year, it may not be a £2 raise. It might be considerably more because the market will bear it. So I'm just reminding them, I own the house you pay me rent. So stagnant years, they do happen, but increasingly with small letting agents, you don't get as many because they know what can happen and the areas that they can, you know, why they can explain it away. So don't worry too much. But once you've made your decisions about each property and the rent increase, now what you do? Well, as I say, I have, well, you probably know from past editions, all my properties are let by agents. Well, I let my agent know that I'm going to do this once a year and that I want them to go and action it. And, you know, I've never been told they won't do it. I have no interest in hearing from an agent that other landlords don't do that. Well, I'm not every other landlord. This portfolio is mine and I'm going to keep my fingers all over it. So, 
actually, normally they're quite happy to raise the rents because, of course, they will then get a, a percentage increase as well. And they will do all the paperwork informing the tenants in advance at the right time that this is going to happen because you know different tenants will need this happening to them at different times. And I'm not going to keep a tab on that. That's what the agent is for. But if every year around this time, I'm sending them information, they've got it. So when that time comes round for the tenant, they've got my instruction as to what to do. Now, for those of you who self-manage or have never done it before, there are specific letters and forms for you to fill in and timescales. And if you don't know about it and you want to know more, then go to the landlords associations and download all the information and fill the forms in. Really interesting. But remember, it doesn't matter how well you know your tenants and how nice you are to them and how sort of cosy you are when you normally write to them. This is part of a contract. It's part of your AST. So the language that is going to be on these forms is very straight talking. No hearts and flowers here. It's a straightforward contract. And the timescales, you've got to absolutely hit those timescales. No shilly-shallying here. If you do, you won't be able to implement them. And the other thing about timescales is there are rules as to when you can do it. You can't just raise your rents willy-nilly. People do try, but it can cause major problems for you as uh, well, your reputation would take a dive if, if everyone, your agent starts to create waves about it and your tenants. You could even end up in court. Even worse, you could end up in some of the, the industry newspapers. Not a good look. So I'm not going to go into them here because you know there are many different types of tenancies and they've all got different rules. But anyway, we're all set property solopreneurs, you know. We're as keen as anything to find out how to do all this stuff. You know, you're all absolutely with me wanting to get it right for your portfolio and your tenants. Once you've realized how much fun all this is, you'll be all over it. I can think of all sorts of expressions, but I won't mention them here about it. So if you've done your yearly rent review and you've actioned it, you should feel very pleased that you have done something that many people forget every year, yet it's a vital part of being a landlord and a property solopreneur. And if you know that all your properties are bringing in the full correct amount of rent, you should feel very pleased with yourself. And you'll also know that you're well on your way to being a wildly successful and profitable property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltrouton.com slash checklist. If you found my stories inspiring and my content useful, then come find out more about my mentoring and strategy sessions by going to www.racheltroughton.com and book a discovery call with me. The banner link is on every page. Come and create and grow your own property business. That's the shortcut to success.